guys, welcome to another episode of Cleaning and Cocktails. I'm super excited. Again, you guys are getting the, the feel of the new studio that we got going on here. Uh, I, as I always promised you guys, right? I'm gonna bring people on the show, not only just from the cleaning industry, but professionals in business that help you grow your business, get to a level that, you know, again, as business owners, we don't need to know everything, but we need to have the people around us that are gonna help us grow and scale. So again, you know, the show is about empowering the space, giving you guys as much nuggets and information to grow your businesses, scale your businesses, and reach the heights of success that you feel is success. So today, I'm super honored. I got a close friend of mine, Ulysses. <laughs> Thank you for being here, man. What you guys need to know is he is my financial planner. He helps us with investments. He helps us with my 401k. I've, I think it's been three or four years now. I've been trying for about like five years, but then you finally said yes. Yes. <laughs> so this is true. Talk about sales. Ulysses, yeah. he hounded me for a few years before I jumped on board. But what why I wanted to bring Ulysses on the, the show is, as I've been growing my business and, and the businesses that I have, financial wealth planning, financial planning, understanding finances has become more and more crucial than ever before. So, and if you guys were like how I was in the beginning, which a lot of people are, is I didn't take finances to that level. I didn't think it was important. I thought, hey, I'm a small business owner. I'm barely, you know, I'm making paycheck to paycheck. I need to make all the money for myself. These were the feelings that I had early on and I never went to a financial planner. I never understood what it was to manage my finances. Um, but thank God I met you, Ulysses, because this guy broke it down as simple, stupid as possible for me to understand where my money was gonna go, when it needed to go, what stage everything needed to happen. Uh, give us an inside look at your journey because yeah. you've seen the show, I like to share stories, man. And I feel like you have a great story. I mean, look at this guy. You, know, you guys don't even know. You don't want to see what's under here. But this guy is dressed to the nines. But this is who Ulysses is. So, bro, take it away, man. Appreciate it, man. Super pumped up to be here. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Thank you. You know, I um, so I grew up not far from here. Um, and back then, it, it wasn't called Albany Park. It is now. But my mom was a single mom, right? And <clears throat> like most Latinos, we didn't grow up talking around saving, investing, right? Like she used to sell door-to-door -door cables, right? So I think that's where I got my sales stuff at the beginning is she was this ultimate salesperson, right? But my father was in federal prison, right? So he wasn't around. He left us when we were seven years old. So the money talk was not on the table for us. Mm -hmm. If anything, we were on survivor mode, right? Yeah. Like I remember, you know, trying to wear down the balls of my shoes so I could get some new shoes or see my buddies with Jordans or the dads playing with them and just not being a part of that. And that would just drive me nuts, but I also knew our place, right? Um, but money was never, uh, it was a big insecurity in my space more than anything. Uh, but I ended up going to school in DePaul. I got a degree blindly because my mom, she got a job at Northwestern University as a dean's assistant. She says, you know what, Uli, go get a degree in finance. I see a lot of applications coming in and that's their major. I'm like, what does that mean? And she's like, I don't know, but a lot of people are applying, that's their major. Yeah. So do that. Just do it. Finance or consulting, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but, you know, I'm the oldest in the family. I have one awesome brother. Um, and I just felt it was my obligation as the head of my household and I degree 
to do right, right? Like to not mess it up and not repeat my father's mistakes. So <clears throat> I'm like, okay, mom, you're gonna tell me to do this, so I'm gonna do it, right? So I studied finance, didn't know what it meant. Junior year, wanted to skip that major because it was hard. You know, it was a topic I didn't understand. You know, money, compound interest, I was like, what does that mean? You know, so Which is just, a lot of us. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's it a foreign stick. language. Yeah, it, it didn't stick. And I remember I was a junior and I had a good buddy of ours that you know, he was buying a condo, Mexican guy, buying a condo on Michigan Ave that was like 300,000, he was a senior and I was a junior, it was 200 grand and he was calling the bank, he's like, I got this much saved up and then I have this much here. And I was like, wait, you got like 40, 50 grand, you're a senior, like you're a year older than me and you got money? I'm like, damn, I'm, I, I, I have like 200 bucks, I'm gonna go buy an express shirt because I'm gonna go party at the club tonight, yeah, yeah. you know? And I hope that I have enough to buy a bottle of liquor with this money. So it was just a different um, landscape, but I ended up, uh, I, I, now as I reflect back on my career, it's like a couple of these stories of people having balances that I remember really vividly that made me start thinking, I've gotta be in a position one day to just have some money so that I can have a seat at the table to do whatever moves may present itself in the future. Uh, but at the time it didn't stick because I just didn't understand that world, right? So um, got my degree in finance and I worked as an analyst for uh, a bigger corporation, crunching numbers. Um, and that was fine because I like numbers and I like analytics, but I just, I remember my family asking me, hey, should I do this to my 401k or what should I do with my investments? Because I was a finance major, but it's a different language when it comes to saving, investing, growing your money versus crunching numbers for a company. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that it's like uh, when people think accounting, like there's a lot of different elements of accounting. A lot of different elements, right? Yeah. So corporate, it's easy to do, but the financial plan, it's the emotional part of how do we go about making decisions, right? With, are we saving? Do we not buy this? Different things like that, right? So for me, I was like getting stuck where I need a financial advisor. And I'm a finance major, right? Mm -hmm. My family's asking me stuff like that. So at the time, I remember reaching out to a friend of mine. She worked at this one firm. She had a really cool uh, uh, name. Can't even reveal it right now because tell her who she is. <laughs> but I remember um, I, uh, I got engaged to my wife, Jennifer, at 25. And I have a pivotal, I had a, I had a pivotal moment because at 25, I'm like, I gotta be a man, you know? And um, I didn't have a dime saved up to my name. I didn't have anything at all. And I'm like, I gotta just grow up, right? So I proposed my wife, she said yes, thankfully. And I had dumped in $250 into an E-Trade account, Bank of America stock. And that 250 grew about a year and a half later to like 6,500. I took that money out and I bought her engagement ring. Okay. So I was telling her, my babe, I got your ring for like 250 bucks. Yeah, hey. yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, thank God, one. because I wouldn't have been able to get your <laughs> yeah. ring. And all my other coworkers are spending money. I'm like, man, how much did you spend on this? And I didn't even know how to get that. And I remember having like uh, six, seven grand in debt. You know, so this is the only money I had. I bought mm -hmm. her ring. Uh, but we got we got engaged. And I'm like, all right, how are we going to pay for this wedding? And she grew up in the Burbs. She grew up in Glenview. So she, I'm like, your parents got this, right? Yeah, take care of them. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, they live on pensions. I'm like, but they live in the Burbs. And you know, your dad's white, like, uh, uh, is that not? Uh, and she's like, no, we gotta do this ourselves. And at that point, I'm like, crap, like, we gotta save for a wedding, you know, like, and I had no money saved up, right? So at that point, I had to start figuring out, like, I literally wrote down every month how much I gotta save, move back home with my mom, lived on her couch for that year, and then every month tracked how much money we started saving this wedding. But it taught me a really good lesson and like just creating a goal, right? A very simple thing. Yeah. So a question I get asked a lot of times, like what's the best place to save money? And I was telling them like, when do you plan on taking that money out, right? I needed this money within a year because I want to get married in a year. So I'm just saving old school, my checking account, right? Or old school, right? But um, so I saved and I was able to save like 30 grand that year. I was like, wow. You know, so we paid for our wedding, we made a little bit of money on that wedding 
And then at the wedding, afterwards, I remember going to an advisor. I said, hey, I have, I have money saved up. I have $30,000 saved up. And mind you, I had like seven grand in credit card debt. I couldn't tell you all about this. So navigating through building a wedding. Um, but I went to an advisor at the time and I said, hey, what can I do with this now? And at the time I was 26. And um, she's like, call me when you got 50. And it was like, it it took the the wind out of my sails because I was so proud to get to this point, coming from nothing to have this. And it wasn't that much because even my buddy who bought a condo when he was 19, I'm 26 now, had way more money before yeah. me. Um, and I was just like, I was probably saying that. She's like, call me when you got 50. And I was just like, damn, where do I turn to? Right? Yeah. So I felt really... Uh, like unmotivated at that point and kind of defeated. But I told my wife, like, we got to make the right decisions with this yeah. in the future, right? So uh, I leaned on another buddy um, and reached out and started to, to figure out what do we start doing, baby steps, right? But it kind of got me in that point where I'm like, I'm not the only one that's kind of like getting to a point where you've got nothing, you started to build up little by little, and who do you turn to? So I find that my story was like kind of similar to people like, hey, I don't know who to talk to. My friends, don't, I can't talk to them about this because I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I made mistakes. I have a different hustle, but a lot of that's pride. Like me as a man, pride, as a masculine man, like, it's pride. I, yeah, yeah, hundred percent pride, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I couldn't reveal that I had debt. I couldn't tell my mom, she couldn't bail me out. I couldn't tell my brother, he left that to me. So it was just really embarrassing, but I need to make some changes and thank God, you know, we had this wedding that we had to save for because it forced me to grow up. But had I not had this goal, I probably would have kept going on that path of popping bottles every weekend and living paycheck to paycheck. But a lot of that was self-driven, you know, short-term purchases to yes. make you feel better. It's like everybody wants to become a millionaire and hit a big splash, but it's like doing the right thing for a long period of time. Yeah. Have your money grind too, like you're grinding. Like your money actually has to grind. If you're yeah. gonna start from scratch, your money needs to grind. So that's a big thing. It's like everybody wants to make fast money. Fast money goes away fast, but your money to be long-term for yourself, it's gotta grind with you. And as you have those pops, man, there's a lot of cool things that start to happen. But just like yourself, your money's at a grind if you're self-made. And that's why I love working with business owners that got into the space. Self-made. Yeah, because I, I I didn't grow up with much. People didn't grow up, a lot of people didn't grow up with much, right? So you know what, unfortunately, we all have that sob story, right? Like we all have a sad story, but that's awesome. That's fuel to your fire. You know, at this point, we've got kids. What kind of sob story are they gonna have but to build in grit for them? They're not gonna have that same sob story we have. Hopefully they don't, right? Yeah. But how do we make them grit and fight for their stuff, right? Because you need grit to grow. Like, Need how it. are you going to get, how are you going to be motivated, right? Like, yeah. so, you know, for me, I needed that grit and I needed that pressure of family to make sure that I got my decisions right. But that was scary a lot of times, but I think that's common with a lot of folks that are growing. So, you know, I got into the space because I love aligning with people. We have the same mindset, you know, and mm -hmm. you were alluding to this before. It's like, you know, what sets you apart from other financial planners, advisors? There's a dime a dozen and there's a lot of us out there, guys. Yeah. Way better looking, thinner, better suits, all that <laughs> taller. But I think the big thing is that, uh, being in a low end in life and then starting to work your way up by yourself, but having a good tribe around you. <clears throat> For me, I could always appreciate somebody's journey and will never care more about your money than yourself, right? Yeah. So like I tell people, a lot of your friends are gonna be envious of your success because they're hating on you in some degree. They, don't, they want you to be successful, not, not more successful than them. Yeah. Right, so they're gonna give you enough advice, but not to get beyond them. Yeah, that's for me, funny. Yeah. as an advisor, I have a vested interest. We get like one percent of money we manage from people, right? Yeah. So I want you to be as rich as possible. So I tell people, I'm like, I want to make sure that you become the richest version of yourself possible, and if we can help facilitate that through introducing you to good relationships, getting you deals, helping your money grow, like all that stuff. Like, I want you to be wildly successful. Yeah. So I, I tell people that it's like, oh, my investments, can you lose money? Values go up and down, and we'll go into that stuff later on, but. We have a vested interest in making sure you do well because I want you to grow. And unlike your friends that 
want to hate on your success. Yeah. I want you to grow. Because at the end of the day, too, you show me your, your circle, and I'll tell you who you are, right? Mm -hmm. And if my circle is winning, that means I'm also winning to some degree, too, right? So surround yourself around people you admire and respect. You're also going to kind of level up to them, too, you know? Dude. And your money will level up, too. Can I so take a second here to say this is probably the longest time I have not said a word. And it's because you could, the passion's oozing out of you, bro. Like it, it really is as far as you guys, I hope you guys see already in the first few minutes of why I wanted to bring Ulysses on and Yuli. So they am going to, Yuli? Yeah, whatever. Right. whatever so, good. yeah, I mean, like the guy's oozing out, not, maybe not necessarily golden nuggets, but just the story that he's telling uh, should resonate with a lot of people. I mean, you just hit th three or four points that I've never shared with anybody, which one that I'll share is that journey of, when you got engaged and you had to get married. So, you know, I don't know if you know, I think I've told you, I've been with Marley for 20 years, right? Uh, we've been married since 16. So what is it, five years now? So everybody's like, what the hell took you so long? Like, yeah. what, dude, you've been 20 years and you know, six, you got, just got married six years ago. Uh, but it's because when we started the business, that moment we started our business was a moment we said, do we get married or do we build something together? we both chose let's build something together because we yeah. were saving up, you know, like yeah. to your point on, you know, which is again, I, I'm hearing a trend in our conversation here is, you know, planning, milestone, goals. Uh, he's talking about financial, but it's life, life, it's business, it's, you know, success, it's everything is a plan, everything is goals. And when people ask that, dude, I, I did the same thing. Like we're like, all right, we want a big wedding. I know you want a big wedding, Marley. Uh, okay, it's gonna take us a few years to get there, but we saved every, every we saved, 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 because again, same like you, we weren't fortunate to, you know, for some, the parents of each other to pay for it, we paid for everything. So- And you have a lot of friends. Dude, that's, so, yeah. And you had to come correct. You gotta come correct, <laughs> yeah. So like that that just, again, references, resin, you know, things that resonate. Man, that, that dude, just keep keep talking, man. Keep yeah. talking. Keep 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 hitting us with if you guys can understand see that he just made that so simple as far as understanding what financial wealth or the outlook looks like differently for every single person. Yeah. Right. I think that's like a, a thing that, you know, I'm I'm turning thirty seven in November, right? And uh, not long ago, so Mario Lopez, I'm a big fan of him. He's a Mexican guy. He stayed in shape. I'm going to take his spot and to be the next host Dude, of the show. No, I, want, I want to do it. <laughs> but he, he's awesome. He's a good family man, right? Uh, so like he's he's, he's busy. He's, he's always dude, he's always working. He's working. He's got a beautiful family. All that stuff. So I, you know, he's in Hollywood. I'm like, he got good hair. <laughs> so all that stuff, right? But um, what was I going? Oh, so I looked him up one day. I'm like, how old is Mario Lopez, right? So he's like 50 years old. I'm like, damn. I Stop hope. it. Yeah. He's 50 years old. 50 years old. What the <laughs> shit? So I said, damn, he looks good for 50, you know? And I said, wow, I'm not that far removed from 50. And I could think right now, 50, I'm actually closer to 50 years old than my 21st birthday. And I remember my 21st birthday really vividly. I remember like, you know, partying and puking in a cup at a golden nugget, right? But, at a golden nugget? <laughs> at a golden nugget, you know? And, That's a uh, restaurant here in Chicago for you guys Chicago. don't know. Yep. And, um, and it's funny though, and it kind of scared me though, because I'm like, wow, life just flies by, right? And in my 20s, I never thought two, three years was, a, it seemed like it was like a long time ahead. And 10 years if somebody would tell me, hey, save, because in 10 years you're gonna need this, it just wouldn't resonate with me, right? Yeah. Because 10 years seems like such a long time. Yeah. I gotta worry about now. Like, what do you mean? Yes, you know? and even as business owners, right? It's like, man, 10 years, I need to do it now. And it's like, yes, invest back in your business now, take care of today. 
but also know that 10 years will come before you know it. Five years will come before you know it. And one thing I always hear from people all the time is like, man, I wish I would have known this stuff earlier on and would have done it differently. And I tell them, you did know that. You just didn't, it didn't fall on your, it didn't resonate with you because you just weren't there mentally, right? My grandmother, she had eight kids. My grandfather wasn't around. Damn trend in our family, like broken relationships, right? Yeah, but you're around. Yeah, but I'm around. Yeah. And that, that breaks it, right? But she was always telling me, you know, Uli, start saving your money. And, you know, and I was like, I'll do it when I make more money. But what was I doing? I was partying. I said, I'll do it in the future. I do Everything's deferred, deferred, deferred. And I think one thing I see a lot is as people make good money, it's actually like a hindrance on a lot of stuff. So making good money is actually a bad thing early on. And, and why is that? Because it allows us to become better procrastinators, right? So if you think about it, you got a great job. People making 100 grand a year out of school doing something cool. Well, then you've got no incentive to save money because in two weeks you turn around, you got money coming back in, right? So it allows you to keep on deferring the act of saving money, right? And then you're like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later because I keep having money coming in here. But once that job's done, your lifestyle's at its point, you don't have anything in there. You lean on debt and then it crushes everything, right? So and I've experienced stuff like that, right? So I think understanding that notion and living through a lot of that stuff uh, helps me to just understand people with empathy and understanding like, I'm trying to break it down and connect and say, 10 years is not that long of a time, yeah. right? Like, that time flies by. When I'm 50, that stuff scares me. So now life is like prepping myself up for that point in time. And as my my friends grow and mature in their careers and they're doing some amazing things and business opportunities come along their way, one thing that keeps me up at night is positioning myself and clients to be in a position to say yes to opportunities. So that when we're in our 40s and our 50s and big things come along their way, why not be at the seat of that table to say, yeah, let's do it. I could write that check. Yeah. I, I could do that. Versus, fuck, let me scramble around. Let me see what I can do. Right. Yeah. And uh, time flies by so quick. Today, I saw this meme where I get all my real data at all my, all my news. Um, Nas and Snoop Dogg they uh, they had a share. They had shares of Robinhood, so they have like so Robinhood went public. Yeah, it just went like thirty eight dollars a share or something. Yeah, thirty eight bucks a share, right? Yeah. So they they bought it and they had like twenty dollars. Uh, they bought it at twenty cents a share. Twenty cents a share. Shut so, up. So oh what that my. means, right? It's like if they had a hundred grand, they gave it to Robin and said, "Here's hundred grand. I get twenty thousand shares or twenty dollars a share. If it's sold and they have that value at thirty-eight dollars a share, it's about nineteen million dollars they're worth today. So that if they invested a hundred grand, it'd be worth about nineteen million dollars today. So wow. that investment, right? So people will see that and be like, man, I'm gonna wait till I hit it big. I'm gonna find the next big thing to invest into and it'll work. That never happens, right? No, it happens when you're not when you're not looking you're not for ready. it. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. But these guys, to many people, they'll be like blind luck that they hit that that jackpot. But what people don't realize is they had to write a check for a hundred grand, right? And there were rappers in the industry where life probably took them a bunch of different ways. But for them to be able to say, let me write a check, I, mean, I don't know how much they wrote the check for. I'm just assuming, you know, a hundred grand as an example. But for them to do that, they had to have some money on the side. That's the, I think the first step that I try to help people see first is like prepare yourself so that when an opportunity comes knocking at your door, you can write that check. Right, like, yeah. right, because there's a huge opportunity miss and opportunity cost of not being able to participate in that. I've experienced that firsthand. Yeah, you know, and and I want to, and by telling those stories, how, how it happens to me, my clients can see. I'm like, man, I don't want that to happen to me. Right now, it becomes real to you, right? So, and I tell people, as we get older, people are going to get stronger financially, and your network's going to get stronger financially. And the I, network piece that's huge, and that's yeah. it's huge because you don't want to be the guy that can't be in that space, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to double down on your family and their future because you're trying to keep up with them either, right? Yeah, good so, point. And that's a big thing that I, I think us being the first generation of wealth creators in our families, it's like we have to take care of our family first, but also have 
a juggernaut of assets that we're creating here that could be a part of those tables when opportunity comes knocking at our door so we can keep scaling up and make some seismic changes to our lives, right? Yeah. So, and for a lot of business owners, we try, I, that's my message right now. It's like, we don't know what's gonna happen because opportunities are gonna keep coming to your door, Ricky, right? Yeah. Like, people are gonna bring pitch ideas to you constantly. You're gonna pick and choose what you're gonna do, but I want you to be able to write that check from a position of strength, not saying, Marley, let's let's defer eating a little longer, right? Because yeah. she's, she's paid her dues, right? Yeah. My wife's paid her dues, right? Like. She still pays her dues because I'm getting fatter every year, but <laughs> um, but re reality of it is, is like our wives have sacrificed so much, right? So I, I want to make sure that our wives are strong, they feel secure, right? It's important for us as men, as family men, but then also still be able to have an ace in the hole we're building out over here. Yeah. So that as opportunities come knocking at your door, and they will, because I see that happening to a lot of my clients now, I want you to be able to say, let me see if I want to do that, because it means right to you versus scrambling around trying to make it happen. And there's yeah. a different mindset being offensive than not. So I think that's a big piece of it is like understanding that it may be a slow ramp up time to accumulate your wealth, right? But if we could build in right habits around saving, do the boring stuff, be gritty, just like your career and building your business is grit, then when the pot gets big, you're there. You can make it happen, you yeah. know what I mean? We'll do it. So, I mean, that's a great point to, to talk on our audience, right? A lot of the audience, a lot of business owners, um, for the most part, a lot of them are in the cleaning industry, right? Cleaning yeah. and cocktails. Uh, but for you guys to know, like, I'll give you some inside info on, on my life, on, you know, my conversations with Yuli too, because I feel like we said, this will resonate with you guys, right? Is, so I've been in the business for nine years now, struggled many years into it. I met Yuli, again, like we said, four or five years ago, you had come here, you shared, you know, how this could work. And, you know, I think it took us like three meetings till I felt confident and said, I started to think the other way, like we just were talking about where, I was like, I'm a small business. I'm, a, you know, I own a cleaning company. I'm, you know, there's not much, you know, funds there, wealth. I'm not, I'm growing, but I'm not growing that fast, blah, blah, blah. Excuses, right? Excuses, excuses, excuses to not do it, not do it, not do it. I finally did it, right? And I got to tell you guys, I'm in the best position I could ever be at because what you just said on being able to cut that check or say yes to this opportunity or make these moves that I wouldn't have probably made, right? Because this guy set me up for success, not just me, but the company, right? There's a lot of things that he's done for us that you know we don't need to get into as deep, but the point is I he set me up for success. You know, I I asked for help, he gave it, he spoke to us, he brought it down to the level for us to understand. Um, and I think these are the conversations that that you guys have to have with your financial planners or your team or your partners, right? Because if you don't talk about it, it's nothing gets done. Uh, and, 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 and I'm telling you guys this because like, People may think our success is, you know, Rick, you're, you're doing so well. You can be able to do so much. But I'll tell you, there's times we live paycheck to paycheck. Why? Because he put our money in some other places that I can't touch for a while, right? Or he invested it in certain degrees. Or us as a company, we started doing 401k. And the executive, I th touch on that part too, yeah, Yuli, um, because, again, it's, it's not that we're not making money. Or it's not that I don't have the money. It's the money's making money, right? Yeah. And it's other areas because... If not, I would have spent that money and it would be gone. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just like, there's this meme that I saw or this picture on Instagram. And it's like your checking account, 300 bucks, your investment account, I don't know, 20 grand, right? It's like, I feel broke, right? Because you want to just always feel broke because that's going to keep you sharp right now and keep you hunting, right? And keep oh, Marley hates me for that. Right? Hates and, me. And it's a balance, right? Because, you know, you're doing well, but you also got to play these tricks as a business owner, right? To keep sharp.
Because I think as business owners, once you get comfortable, you start to peel back and then the business starts to unwind and unfold. And you got to stay sharp right now because your competition is coming behind you too, right? Oh, yeah. So the nice thing is if you stay sharp and you feel financially secure, even though you're building a monster behind the scenes, that'll keep you even better in your business, right? So I tell a lot of people, it's okay to feel broke because that keeps you sharp, right? Like now you don't want to get to a point where you, you know, you're still eating ramen because I don't want that to be the case either, you know. But it's finding a balance, right? I so, eat cereal in the mornings. So it's not ramen. So <laughs> you're, you're, good, you're good. I can't do all of that, all that salt and bullying. But, <laughs> but um, you know, with a lot of business owners, though, I we understand and I understand the the psychology that comes with a business owner and the insecurities that comes with money, right? Because you're so, Julie. Real quick, think about let's because I want to drive this one home too. Is think about the a cleaning business owner, and I'll give it to you is. The first year, man, it is a struggle. We are cleaning the accounts. We are doing all the work ourselves. We're working our asses off in a in a putting ourselves in an environment that it doesn't it doesn't look, you know, like yeah. people will say, Oh, you own a cleaning company, right? Like just the perception, man, it really sucks at some points, right? So well, that's what I that's what I love about this. Talk though. about that. Like what well, what should so those people I, I start love thinking? I love a cleaning owner story. Right. Some of my most successful clients are in the cleaning space. Yeah. Some of my wealthiest clients, right? Actually, so I got into financial planning and my marketplace was I want to work with blue collar people that don't look successful, but they're the wealthiest people, right? That, that's the coolest thing ever. It's like the millionaire next door, right? Because they're doing the, the oddest things that you think are not wealth. So I love how in one of your podcasts you had a guy that uh, he didn't look like a, like a janitor, right? So he didn't look the part, right? It's no. like, well, what, is that, what does that mean, right? But reality of it is, it's like, yeah, your first year, you're slugging it out. First couple years, you're slugging it out, right? But it, it's finding a little bit in that space there to see the bigger picture, right? Because even though you're not where your peers are at, where your friends are at, you're actually building momentum, right? And you're building relationships. And a lot of, that's a lot of value in it. There's a lot of monetary value in that because you're building a book of business. You're building a resume for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of money you're building in there. It's like agency bulls you're really building for yourself. So as I see you building a brand, that's a value to it, right? You're building a lot of momentum. You just not, your bank account doesn't show it though, right? Yeah. But you're getting your highest highs are now your lowest lows, right? So, you know, you're gonna double your revenue quickly. You're gonna, and then you become more efficient in your margins. You're gonna understand things a lot better. You're gonna learn your business better, right? As time goes on. But you gotta, you gotta make a lot of mistakes along the way. So a lot of business owners in the cleaning space, right? I think the big thing is, you know, you have to reinvest back in your business, right? Because you can't keep Exactly, on. that was what I was gonna say. Those yeah. are the first things we think about is, always reinvest I, the back money's gotta go back in my business first. Hire good staff, right? Hire staff, hire good operations managers, right? They're gonna be able to have you focus on the thing that's most important, and that's, for you, rainmake, right? So you have to be the offensive juggernaut, building relationships, getting deals, doing the sales not doing the hourly work you're paying somebody to do any longer, right? Yeah. And it's a big, a big difference because a lot of business owners were perfectionists. Yeah, it's tough so to you, let that go. You can't let it that is. go, right? Yeah. But you have to invest into higher staff, pay them well, and that's gonna hurt you. Because right? you can't pay yourself. Because you can't pay yourself, no. right? You're like, fuck, I can't get that car that my buddy has, but he's been in the business or he had a, a couple strokes of luck differently, right? You no. can't, comparison you can't is compare. A, comparison is, is a thief of joy. And that's one thing I've, I've learned for myself personally, that you cannot compare yourself to somebody else's success. Do you guys hear that? Comparisons Com are a thief of joy. Comparison like is a that. thief of joy. <laughs> and you have to celebrate your buddy's success. You have to be there for them. But also don't think you're invaluable because that your time has not come, right? But reality of it is, even if your bank account doesn't reflect that, it's crazy. I got this really crazy story personally for myself. I went from not being able to save anything one year to saving 100 grand in a year, flip over like that. Why? Because when you build your business, that shit happens. 
Yeah. That happens. You go from nothing to something because you've been building things out like for crazy. so long. For so long, yeah. it just clicks. It just compounds. And then a normal person won't be able to understand that because, but then again, they haven't put themselves in that grit that you put into mental, physical, relationship, exhaustion. So, you know, you paid a high price for that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah, you deserve it. And then you get there faster and faster, right? As you keep on scaling up, that happens, right? So, invest back in your business. But not invest into the shiny toys, right? Invest into the right people, right? That you could trust, pay them well, have them here happy, right? So as a business owner in any space, invest back in your staff, right? Have them be there so you could pull back and then focus on the big picture stuff, right? So as business owners, a lot of times, if I meet a good person like yourself and I see the trajectory, and I've been doing this a long time now, I can see people's trajectory. I'm like, this person's gonna go somewhere. Let's be with them, right? Let's be with them because I believe in them. Right, just like we believe in you, and everybody sees that now. It's like I want to find a diamond in the rough, and that's been my knack is finding diamonds in the rough. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is is that what time will come? Right. So business owners, develop back into your business, hire good staff that you can be there, so you can focus on the rainmaking stuff, finding the deals, and then you're gonna get better at running your business too. And then as you start to make money, then get in the habits of saying, you know what, let me parcel off a little bit of money on the sidelines here. Right. I'm gonna re- keep on reinvesting back in my business. But I want to have a little get my little get out of jail card here. 10, 20% money on the sidelines. So, Yuli, real quick, I'm going to intervene there because I think this is a this would be a good nugget for the audience to know. You may or may not be able to do this, but just off the whim, is there so we have stages, right? Like think about the first couple of years in our industry, especially, yeah. uh, you're working in the business, right? You got to learn your craft. You got to, you know, you're doing everything so that you can know every department and, and be able to delegate and hire somebody. Yeah. Is there a metric or is there a something that we can say, hey, I have a 250,000 a year business. Mm-hmm. Yuli, you're my financial you know, yeah. wizard. Can I put 10% away? How do I put 10% away? Do I put like, is there metrics as far as when you get to, you know, cause I'll tell you, there's a stat, the stat for us in, in our industry is uh, about 90% of the industry is at a million in revenue and under mm-hmm. for those people. Yeah. How do they level up, right? Like yeah. what? Is there different milestones or based on numbers? Like yeah, every business is different based on uh, a city you're living in, right? So your okay. margins are different. Right? Uh, cost of living. Cost of living, okay. right? So that makes a big difference and cost of goods are going up like crazy. You know, you're paying, if it depends if you're paying your staff for their mileage and all that stuff, right? So that always goes in place. I, th- I tell people this one thing though, is as a business owner, think about a number, right? Of money that's coming in every month. So if, you're, if your business is doing a million dollars a year, that's about, uh, you know, 100 grand a month, eight grand a week, right? If you think about it, eight grand a week coming in there, think about how much of that eight grand a week that's coming in, can I put on a side that I wouldn't even think about? Whatever that number is, is it 100 bucks, 200, 1,000 bucks? Once you start thinking about that and your your breath gets a little bit tight, that's that number. Yeah, because right? so you should be a little worried. A about, little bit, right? right? Exactly. If it's too easy, then it's like you're, exactly. you then, still then you should keep increase, going. Right? Yeah. So it's like running a marathon and saving is it running a marathon. You're not gonna run 26 miles a day pick a number you're comfortable with. If I'm gonna run for a marathon, I'm gonna start at like a mile. Ricky's gonna run a marathon, he's gonna run at three miles because he's a little bit better in shape. <laughs> so, and that's kind of the same thing with saving, right? Yeah. Is that pick a number that that feels a little bit scary, but it's not gonna unmotivate you from saving a little bit on the side, right? Uh, I like to think though, ideally, 10% is a good target, 20% is optimal, right? But Rome wasn't built overnight and neither is saving, right? So pick a number that you feel fine with and then check yourself every month or every six months and say, you know, I'm getting stronger. Let me add more weight. 
right? Add more savings. You get stronger, you add more weight and do it, right? Because if you make more and you start spending more and buying bigger cars and buying bigger things, now you gotta work just as hard just to kind of cover all that stuff, right? But add more weight to your savings to this, because saving money, it's not gonna make you the wealthiest person in the room because investing back in your business will, but having a tree that's gonna give you opportunity. It's opportunity, man. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. So I tell people, think about building a tree for your life where you want to water it, right? And you can't speed up that process, but it needs time. The more you water it, the better and bigger, stronger that tree will be. So you could say yes to other opportunities. And there's a lot of cool things we could do within that tree. A lot of different accounts. So people ask me, what's the best kind of investment account? Crystal, cryptocurrency, my 401k, Roth IRAs. Those are all products, right? But the behavior of saving is the first and foremost important thing. And, and people want to shortcut that process where we got to train people to become good savers first. And then as they get stronger, save more. Yeah. So the others are vehicles. Right? Exactly. They're vehicles. And they're all, I'm a big, my kids are superhero fans. I'm a big superhero fan. Batman, I think about you. His kids you know, are in, costumes, in superhero costumes all, all the time. time. <laughs> it's summertime, 100 degrees, they're in oh costumes. My God. We don't even watch those things anymore because it's so hot, it, the bacteria disintegrates. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like you have a utility belt and there's all vehicles, those are all tools you use depending on the job or what's going on in place. But to get that belt filled, you need to save, right? That's the big thing, right? But there's a, a journey to saving. And once you learn yourself better, you become a better saver. And then the opportunity comes back and you don't, you can say yes because you've, done a good job of building that up. So I think that's a big thing, Ricky, is for people, everybody's got different metrics. I like to think the easiest thing is try to live off of 80% of what you're bringing in and save 20%. Yeah. It's a good 80-20 rule. But don't get neglected or demoralized if you can't do 20, right? Yeah. Start off baby steps. But then know as you get stronger each and every month, add more weight to that until you yeah. get to that point where you're in a good rhythm. Um, and have a good team around you, right? Yeah. But it's the 80-20 rule. Live off of 80. because. One of the things I remember doing with my wife when we were first trying to become better savers is I was actually trying to save too much. We were saving 50% of our income, but then we kept dipping into, we were dipping I did, into our I savings. did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Those, and we, it was driving my wife crazy. She's yeah. like, what the hell's the point? Like, like why do you saving, keep transferring money, into, taking money out? Yeah. Transfer game, yeah, yeah, so that happens, right? So I had to like slow down, be like, all right, I have to be comfortable because at the end of the day, it's like you gotta build momentum and progress and saving money. Like, so pick a number you're comfortable with, see that account grow, and then add more weight to it. But the reality of it is, don't compare yourself to anybody else, because that hurts you. Yeah. And then you'll you'll get demoralized, you'll stop, and then you you stop the trajectory. Okay. So Yuli, now, let's talk about, you know, some of the audience that, that does have a bigger team. They yeah. are hitting that trajectory mark, right? And I, the reason why I want to bring this up, you guys, too, is I had not known about this executive plan until you brought it up to us. Yeah. But can you... So yeah, can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, for, so for those that you know we, may we, be in that position. Yeah, so you know it's interesting because there's like when it comes to financial planning, it's like we need to help you build from scratch, ground up, right? Building some good habits, or you're in a position where you have money. It's like well, now, what do I do now to keep on growing, right? How do I make my money work for me? How do I scale? So there's a lot of different things you could do, right? So I think first and foremost is any business, you have to revisit your lines of credit. Right, we've talked about that in yeah, the past, right? Helped us with that. So have lines of credit, right? And revisit that, get those expanded because a lot of times, I'd rather you have a line of credit with low interest rate, help you pay for an agency that's coming in next week versus your cash that can be re reinvested elsewhere and make more, right? So kind of think about this, right? The stock market, the S&P's average 8% growth over decades, right? You're gonna earn 8% of your money, but you can borrow money at 3%, 
borrow that and make the difference, right? Yeah. Right. So that's just a little a little tool, right? And that borrowing rate, you're getting a tax deduction for it too. And as a business owner, you need to maximize those things, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for a lot of folks, we start saying, as you have cash on the sidelines, don't be an old school Mexican, right? Don't have your don't money under like, the mattress. Don't be like my dad. Dude, right. yeah. I found it in the sock under the mattress and under the behind the yeah. <laughs> the picture frame within the picture frame. I'm like, Bob, what the hell are you doing? What, what, what? I don't trust them. Like, yeah. You don't trust them. I don't who? trust this. Yeah. Uncle. I'm like, all right, shit. <laughs> but you know, like that's old school mentality, right? But life's getting more expensive. We call that inflation. So your money has got to keep up with that, right? So don't keep it under the mattress first and foremost, right? Keep your emergency fund there. Six months of your living expenses on a personal side. Maybe even a year's worth of expenses on the business side. But you know, once you're at that point, have your cash grown for you, right? So one of the cool things that uh, I, ha- I had a client do, and, and I like using raw numbers for examples, right? So he had 100 grand. Uh, he had like 300 grand in the bank. And this guy's doing really awesome for himself. And he doesn't want to send his kids to private school. He's like, it's too expensive. And I'm like, how much is private school? He's got two kids. He's like, it's, uh, it's going to cost me 10 grand. And it's like, okay, well, uh, 10 grand to send your kids to private school. You know, if you had 100 grand in this account, it would have made you 10 grand in interest and you could have taken that interest to pay for your kids' school. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, bro, like, let your money work for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and now you could send your kids to school and not worry about that. Like, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, I should do that, right? Yeah. So it's like little things like that. It's like working smarter, not harder, right? But it took him to get a while to get to that point, right? But I was going to say, that point right there, too, guys, is it took a while. Like, yes. I don't want anybody to, to, to tune in and, and hear it. These guys are talking like, yeah, it's easier to say when you have the money to do it. But it's we. It, it, it took takes time. It, it to could get take there. decades to get to you at first hundred. But that's what's possible. Is exactly he could have sent you could send your kids, like me right now, three years old, Nico. I've got about ten years before he's he could go to private school, junior high, mm-hmm. right, or then or high school, or then private school, and then college comes up. Like that's in ten. That's in ten years already. That's so not that far away. I've yeah. got to do it yeah. now. Yeah, right. we got to work on that. But, <laughs> but, but, but to that point though, I, I, and I hate to throw out numbers, right? Because I don't want people to think like, no, it's not that at all. It does take time. You know, I'm, I'm 36, 37 years old. Um, you know, it does take time to get to that point, right? And you know, so, so Kobe, I was, I listened to a lot of his podcasts. I was studying this a little bit earlier, but he talks about mastering the fundamentals, master the fundamentals. Then as you get a tax return, you get bonuses, whatever it is, start saving that money, right? And you get to that number, and. Um, so it just takes time. Give yourself, give yourself permission to take time. But going back to your business owners, right? Like I think a big thing is helping them make sure they have lines of credits, right? So that their money they have isn't disintegrating like water. Because you're making money and people see, oh, you've got a lot of revenue coming in, but your expenses are high too, right? So you've got a multi-million dollar operation. You're a millionaire. No, it's just revenue coming in, but That's my expenses are number. costing it, right? Yeah. It's like it's like quicksand at that point. And you've got to keep on becoming efficient and better at making that money faster to keep on supporting that operating cost, right? So one of the things you do is you get a line, nice line of credit to help fund and your agency bills that's coming in predictable, right? And internally, what do you do? Make sure your accounting team is knocking down an agency bills wall so that nobody's beyond 90 days, right? Making sure you're keeping that tight, right? Yeah. So that your money- Kudos to Alex and Neil on my team. They kill the game. You've got to have killing a great accounting team, right? Yeah. To, to keep that in check, right? Yeah. Because now you're keeping that money, right? And now you know what you have. And maybe every quarter you look at this and say, okay, how much do we have in this account? Is it 1,000, 5,000, 50,000, 100, whatever that is? And let's keep on building on this number, 
like just keep watching it, right? Uh, and then there's a lot of different cool ways you could save money. So one thing are 401k plans, right? Like as you get bigger, you fund it through your payroll, you could save for your retirement because you know for us, we're not getting any younger, but you could do it through your paycheck, right? What I like about these things at times though is that it's um, gonna get taxed in the future, but people don't save on their own easy. The easiest way they save is through the paycheck. So if you- Good point. And that's the biggest it's thing. It's out of sight, out of mind. Exactly, so it's like, how do we create an environment for you to be, have the highest chance of probability of saving money before you even get yourself that money deposited in your bank account? So save their 401k plan. Protect yourself from yourself, right? So I saw another thing on, on Instagram. It's like, oh, you pay tax on it. Yeah, but you would never have had that money in the beginning with. Yeah. So just put yourself in a position of success. Create your environment to be successful. Take that money out before you spend it. So a 401k plan is cool. It's a great tool to use. And 10, 15, 20, 30 years, you have a ton of money in there. I promise you that. Um, that's that's probably the biggest thing I see people having easiest without a lot of savings. Yeah. In about four or five years, as a business owner, if you max that out, you'll have a hundred grand in there in about four to five years. I promise you that. Yeah. Okay. The cool thing about that though is you've got about a hundred grand in there. You can borrow half of that money, fifty grand. And if you and your siblings are all in the same company, you could say, "Hey, we're gonna take out some of this money. Let's buy some real estate with this thing, and we'll borrow from this account." So I'll put in money, tax deducted. I'll borrow it, tax free, and I'll buy a piece of real estate. Flip it, now I make some more money, put that money back in there, and we keep on doing this all over again. So that's a good way to do it. Let your business help you save money, but do it out of sight, out of mind, like you were yeah, saying, right? Yeah. So these 401k plans are awesome. It just takes a couple of years to kind of build up balances in there, and then you gotta borrow from it, put the money back in there, especially as you're just getting started. It's finding ways to leverage your cash until you really get your own working capital for yourself, right? Yeah. And, and everybody's had a different journey, but it's how you use these tools along the way. They all have pros and cons to it. That's one of the pros into it. Um, we have these defined benefit plans. There's these, these life insurance policies out there, right? And you could actually save money inside a life insurance policy. You could pull that money out. There's this tax code it's in section 7702. You could actually stuff money inside these policies. You could borrow from it, take it out tax-free. A lot of cool things you could do with mm -hmm. that, right? Um, so it's gotta be designed properly, but you could use that. So people think, wow, that's different. Uh, you have investment accounts that are different from like cryptocurrency. So right now everybody thinks about like cryptocurrency. Two years ago it was like cannabis stock, right? Like yeah. you make money fast, you lose it, right? Bro, let's not talk about cannabis stocks. <laughs> so <laughs> there's always gonna be like a theme, right? But I say, you know, investments in the market, people are like, ah, I'm, I don't trust the market. Over time, the market just keeps on growing, right? right? It's proven it's, itself. It's proven itself for sure, you know? But it's just, you gotta be in that space. It's like, uh, you gotta be surfing for a long time around the ways, but it's proven itself strong, right? Um, but the cool thing is, for a lot of our business owners, what we do now is we'll have an investment account and you could actually take out a line of credit on your money, right? That's a nice thing to have because line of credit is an under, under talked about tool for business owners to have because for Latinos or minorities, that can seem, be seen as a bad thing. But line of credits are very impactful things. Oh, dude, it's- where To help smooth out cash flow. It's the best thing that ever, I mean, it, yeah, I, I could see what you mean as far as it could be looked at the wrong way, yeah. but if you use it the right way, it's it is a tool for we're you. To we're a proud culture. We're, we're yeah. a proud culture, right? So if you tell anybody I got into debt, it's a bad thing. It's a it makes you look bad. Who gives a shit, right? But it's a good it's tool. It's not a debt if you don't you if if, if, if you don't have to pull out. It, or, you know, it's just smoothing out cash flow, yeah. right? It's like yeah, I'm gonna pull out my line, but I get this agency was like paid Pay down. back. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's you know? it, man. And um, so those are some like small little tools you could have, right? Have your line of credit have a good game plan to save some money on the side. 
if you can implement a retirement plan to your your business, right? You could have profit sharing plans for your key staff, keep them in there. Because the big thing I think that I, I want to help people do is empower their staff to be there forever. Well, because right? these are incentives, right? Like exactly. these, you're talking about like, you know, this labor market is tough. So the ways to stand out is all of these other ways to say, you're not only going to make salary and have health insurance, but look at all these ways. Um, if the company succeeds, you succeed. And I think that's a big thing, right? It's like, I think as, as um, I don't know, the, the CEOs or presidents of companies, we have a little bit of a <clears throat> of a, of an alpha, but we love the attention. Like You love that, right? But you also have to deliver to your family. You have like a lot of stakeholders that you actually are leading and they actually are relying on you. So uh, you always want, I always want to help people understand that your success, that your family members also know that they participate in that success, yeah, right? That's a big piece. It's a huge thing, right? So, and they want them to know that there's a monetary component to that, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, you're our shining star, but I'm also taking care of you and you're doing that. Oh, and that's yeah. awesome, you know? Because a lot of people don't do that, right? It's like, yes, it's my success, but it's really our success. And I think when people see that they are following you, they're going to they're gonna ride you forever. They're going to follow you because they know you got their back. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and there's powerful, tools man. that are there to yeah. recruit, retain them. And also give you confidence, like, yeah, I am actually helping them out yeah. because I am doing it. And if they stay with me, I am actually taking care of it. Because even as a leader, you might be like, man, am I doing the right thing? Am I no, all you do, there's doubt all the time. All the time. Because then you, you always have that one person that could say something that you're just like, damn, did I really, you know, it's a do I have to rethink to myself? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, I thought I was doing everything good, but that person just said that. That makes me think. Be, being a leader in your space is a very lonely world. I've, I have found with a lot of my business owner clients. So I've connected with them in a lot of ways, but because... I understand what's keeping you up at night and it's a lonely space, you know, um, but there's a lot of pressure for you yeah. to deliver. Right. But there's a lot of cool tools in there to give yourself a check and say, you know what? I am taking care of my family. And they're also going to be good in the long run. It's not just me because I know you got into the space, not just for yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's your mission. I, th I think one of the first times you had taught, I forget one of the, uh, the number, but you had said, I just want to be able to employ thousands of people. Right. And that's a powerful message, right? But the most important people, there are people that have helped you grow, right? Yeah, and you want to make foundation. sure you want to make sure they're secure, you know, and yeah. that that they could pay their bills, they could send their kids to the best schools possible, right? Yeah. So you have all these financial instruments that are available to people, but also for you to be like, yeah, I could hook you up. And it's not a matter of hooking, you know, it's I'm laying a foundation so that you have that security for yourself too. Nice. Yeah. Well, man, you guys, I know talking about numbers and finance is, you know, it could get it could bog you down. It could it's a lot to intake, but I hope that this conversation that we had um, just gave you guys some information, some some nuggets of just good information and a wealth of knowledge to understand how important finance, planning, setting goals, the different instruments that especially us, right? The cleaning industry, business ownership that we can take advantage of uh, and find your everybody find yourself a Yuli. Right. Everybody needs one. Right. It's just important for you to know you don't have to do this by yourself. You have people that could be on your team um, and support you. So, Yuli, dude, any any last minute things that you want to share other than that? Life is tough as it is. I think the biggest thing is, you know, don't compare yourself to that person that's doing well. How do you right? Comparison is a thief of joy. Right. And progress little by little is progress nonetheless. Right. So. Just take one step in the right direction and build momentum. It's all you focus on is one day at a time, right? So don't get caught up in, in Instagram and, and social media, where we should be at. You all have your own journey. Take your time, but make progress every day. Oh, man. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thank you, guys. And then also, for, for everybody that's watching, 
if you're cool with it, we're going to put your LinkedIn. Yeah. And so, awesome. all your social media, uh, maybe an email as well. Like just yeah. so you guys can actually reach out to him. It'll be in the description down below in the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe, hit that bell um, for more and more information. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy, man. It's, it's, you know, Yuli doesn't come from the cleaning industry, but he's a business professional that helps people in the cleaning industry. This is why I brought you on, bro. Thank you so much. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. All right. Till next time, guys. Cheers. <laughs> that was good.